0: And he got Vince Tornado in for Bruce Hooley here on 98.9 The Answer. For the next two hours, going to give you a news roundup of what's happening across the state and the nation and the world, too. Uh, a couple of program notes uh, that you want to be aware of. 1135, we're going to be talking to uh, Mike Andrews. He is the communications director of Center for Christian Virtue. We get an update on what's happening with issues one and two Of course, that is the issue with abortion, with parental rights here in Ohio, and issue two dealing with uh, the recreational use of marijuana. And CCV is on the front lines of that, so it'll be great to understand where we're at and where the efforts are and how you can get involved. Because one of the biggest things that I think of with politics, with uh, spiritual issues, just with the quote-unquote culture wars that our nation faces today is the other side— wins automatically when you choose to do nothing. If it is a foregone conclusion, oh, we're, we're going to lose. Oh, we're going to do this. Oh, this is going to happen here. If you have that negative attitude with any battle, with any anything that you face, well, you've already lost. I'm going to have a, a pickleball analogy. I don't know if you you, you play pickleball. It, it is a blast. It is not a sport for seniors. There, It is a diverse group of individuals who play. And one of my biggest problems is, when I'm playing pickleball, when I step out on the court, is I get way too wound up. Kind of like with life. I just got to chill out sometimes. And so I get out in the court and I'm just like getting so wound up, so honked off and just cranked because it's just like, man, I should be, come on, I'm just doing this and I can't get that over there. This is just not working. And I, I my teammate She's like, she's not, because it's, it's a group of people, like you get random, you know, selections of opponents and, and, and teammates and stuff with the group that I play. Uh, and, uh, and and it's fun. It's really fun. But there are those times I just get so wound up and I, and I have this mindset of like, oh, I got to do this. What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong here? Just shake it off and move on. That's that's one of my uh, one of my favorite buddies uh, tells me that all the time. And uh, I get sad, so wound up and then I realize, you know, it's like um, she... Uh, this is nothing just just relax you'll be fine just just go and make sure that you focus on what you can do not on what could happen so i think that that's that's kind of the mindset that i think we all need to have when it comes to massive battles in the state of ohio when it comes to the issues of life when it comes to the issues of recreational use of of marijuana and other things so it's 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 that attitude of we can do something. We can stand up and do something. There's always something that can be done. I, I just I just can't I just can't get down with like the negative attitude of looking at a mountain to climb, looking at a hill in front of us and being like, "Well, oh, look at this." Cuz the more you linger and stand there and look at the mountain that you got to climb, that's time you lost you could be climbing that mountain. Because we knew that this fight was going to be coming. We knew this was happening after the Dobbs decision came down, which what an incredible feat there. It was huge. And we do owe a debt of gratitude, albeit, you know, the man's imperfect, obviously, but we do owe a debt of gratitude to President Trump. And I think that's probably going to be the biggest part of his legacy, at least in my opinion, for assisting in the downfall of one of the most evil pieces of uh, judicial ruling. And so I just—I guess the whole point that, uh, of me just saying this—and I'm getting down a rabbit trail here because I wanted to get to something else. But basically, what I'm—what what, I'm—what I'm telling you is this: There's always something that can be done. It's like when I'm playing pickleball, I'll go and I'll think of, "Man, I messed up." Then I'll keep making that mistake. It's like if you're driving. Like you remember when you learned how to drive? Well, don't look over there. Don't look at you. If you—if you look at the ditch, you're going to go into the ditch. So let's look forward. Let's look at what we can do. And like I said, at 1135, we're going to be talking with Mike Andrews from the Center for Christian Virtue, and they're going to tell us what we can do with Issue 1 and Issue 2 because this is very troubling legislation, and we'll talk more about that coming up in about 25 minutes. Also, 1205, you're going to be hearing from a familiar voice and you're going to get a health update from Bruce Hooley. He will be on his own show here in about 50 minutes. So it'll be great to hear from him. and. um I'm not going to say what he rightfully needs to say, but uh, he has put out some blogs, and uh, the man is an inspiration, and he is an example of uh, faith to us all. So again, Bruce Hooley, 1205, here on The Bruce Hooley Show, on 98.9 The Answer, I'm Vince Tornado. So um, one of the big stories, if you look across the, uh, across the web, is, is the, the government shutdown. And uh, not too long ago, on uh, Truth Social... Uh, Our former president, uh, Trump, wrote, quote, the Republicans lost big on the debt ceiling, got nothing, and now are worried that they will be blamed for the budget shutdown. Wrong. And I have to add the three exclamation points. Whoever is president will be blamed. Unless you get everything, shut it down. Close the border. Stop the weaponization of, quote unquote, justice. I'm assuming he means the, uh, the Justice Department. And end election interference. So a powerful statement for the president saying, hey, just shut it all down. And I think, too, like when you think of the, the possibility and the likelihood of a government shutdown, you know, it sounds so dramatic. Like the shutdown, like, like, you know, Congress or somebody or Kevin McCarthy or somebody has like a giant like switch that you're going to go and all of a sudden go and it's done. Everything just like powers down. Like in one of those doomsday movies, like, uh, you know, an EMP goes off and it's all shut down now. It's this dramatic language that you got to be aware of. So anytime, I would say this. this This is a great rule of thumb. It's not always the case. But when you are going through life and the news and whatever, just different experiences, anytime somebody has some sort of extreme language, be aware. Something stinks there. Again th- there's always outliers and that and that of course is as you know, one of the weird things about life is like there's always the outlier where it, it sometimes that that's not always the case. So it is it is not an outlier to say that the issue with with with, uh, with issue one and the abortion um, ballot measure that you're going to be voting on here in uh, a couple of weeks less than two months, like that's horrible. Like, that's an extreme word, and that, that is an applicable extreme word. So sometimes those extreme words work. It's terrible. It's awful. I, I'd go as far as to say it's evil, and we'll, we'll talk about more uh, about that coming up in about, tw- about 20 minutes, like I said. But extreme words always make me feel a little bit, eh, like, what are, what are you trying to make me feel? There was an interview I did a while ago with a guy who uh, did this viral video and it was, it was fascinating. It was hilarious. I should try to find it again on YouTube. And it was a great social experiment. What this guy did is he went and he walked into a mall. And then little by little, his friends would go over and they would start to gather around him like he was this celebrity. And then more friends. Then more friends, then more friends would gather around him. And then eventually there's this big mob and people are taking pictures with him, getting autographs. And, you know, there's people reacting to who that celebrity is. And all these people thought that this celebrity was, you know, somebody else. And, oh, my gosh, he's the guy from that one movie. And all of a sudden. well, he wasn't. He was just some random dude. So it was a funny thing. Nobody got hurt, maybe slightly embarrassed. But I asked the guy. I said, "How did you get this video to go so viral?" And this was an interesting point. And this is what tips me off about extreme language when it comes to politics or anything. Um, it is the fact when, when when you want something to go viral, what you got to do is something has to give you an, it, it's it's got to give you an extreme emotional reaction. Is what the guy said. It's got to make you feel shock, feel sadness it's got to make you feel uh like something is is very very funny or something like that it's got to it's got to it's got to prod you emotionally that's the key prod you emotionally so when something is prodding you emotionally be very aware be very aware of that because that emotion is going to prod you to take some kind of action so with that in mind what kind of action Or what kind of feeling do people want you to feel or what kind of action they want you to take if you're getting prodded emotionally with extreme language? So that's what I think about when I hear things about the government shutdown. And I see a lot of showboating. I see a lot of people trying to score political points. And that's the other thing that irritates me so much about this is that all throughout, you know, it's just – I can't remember who said it. And so, credit to whoever said this. Maybe it's just one of those statements that everybody gets credit for because everybody said it at one time. We don't know the, the, the origination of it. But politics is showbiz for ugly people. You know, I look at this and I'm just like, this feels like such a, a, a dog and pony show of people trying. Well, he said that. Well, I got to make a better statement than him and do all that. It's, it's so irritating. There, there is no substantial conversation. When it comes to facing the over, I think it's $30 trillion that we're actually in debt, that is something that we should be very concerned about. Oh, it's just well, we got it. No, the problem is we got a lot of people trying to get popularity points, trying to go viral on the internet, trying to get their clip out online, much like the debates too. And the debates are very frustrating as well because it always feels like, I want to get talked about, so I got to use some extreme language and get my points out there and get my video out there. So I just want to see some substantial, some substantive, some, some substance with these conversations when it comes to the shutdown. We got some uh, interesting COVID news coming out of here in central Ohio. A little lawsuit we'll talk about coming up in about four minutes here on 98.9 The Answer. It's Vince Tornado and for Bruce Hooley. Twenty-one after the hour. Vince Tornado in for Bruce Hooley, Talking about the government shutdown. Um, I just think you got to be aware of that extreme language because it is trying to get you to go one way or the other, to take some sort of reaction. You know, uh, you know, to take some sort of side. And I just think it 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 bothers me when you see things like the government shutdown. It's really not that bad. It really isn't. ABC News. I was reading this morning. All government employees would get back pay once the shutdown ends. And uh, unfortunately, if you're a federal contractor, you ain't getting the cash. So there is some negative sides to it. I don't want to make it seem like, you know, everything is going to be rosy or everything is going to be bad. Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security payments, they would not be affected. And uh, you're still going to get your mail as well because the Postal Service actually has its own revenue stream. Also, as well, um, you know, there could be some effect with the EPA, but, you know, I mean, let's be honest. What's what's the EPA doing anyway? Um, You know, there could be some possible impacts with, uh, you know, traveling if you're if you're going to be in an airplane. And, of course, Moody's, they always have that threat out there if it could impact the uh, credit rating for uh, for the U.S. And I would argue down has probably already been done. (laughs) <laughs> I mean it let's just be real it has so I guess my whole point is is anytime you hear words that prod or create some sort of emotional reaction or response, be aware of that because it's trying to make you feel something. It's not always bad, but I would say a lot of the time it makes you feel um makes you they, they want to make you feel one way or another or or take some sort of of action after after you're seeing that. So we got more COVID tests. Uh, you can uh, order your COVID test. They will be shipped uh, next week. Federal government uh, is going to be shipping those again. It's four per household, and uh, if you actually requested them before, you can get them again. And I don't know about you, but I think that uh, I've I've seen a slight uptick, maybe in in some people who are wearing masks masks again. I, I've seen a little bit of that, but but not 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 too much. Um, I don't know about you maybe maybe your experience is, is different where you've you've seen more folks wearing masks. I'd be curious what uh, what you see because every community is different like I said earlier you know there's there's always an outlier just because you know my life experience is one thing but you know I would generally guess we're probably in similar communities and I really haven't seen more people wear masks so maybe you're different 844 talk 989 that is 8448255989. And kind of on that emotional prodding note, I think that there's this weird tension when I think about the state of COVID as it is today. Most people, I think, are going on with their lives. Most people are kind of over that COVID scare. I would say that is the majority of folks. Then you got that subset who is having their emotions re-inflamed by all this. And those are probably some of the people who are currently wearing masks. And if you want to wear a mask, I don't care. Go ahead and wear a mask. It ain't going to bother me. But, you know, there are people who that that does bother and, you know, whatever. So move on from that. But I want to say that there are another group of people who are probably just the ones who take the word of whatever they see, whether it be on the web, whether it be in the news or elsewhere. And I think one thing that you can't do is fall into a trap of this again. So so I guess there's this weird tension of like, okay, yes, there looks like, and it appears that some cases are on the rise. But at this point, we know a lot more about COVID than we did in March of 2020. So the tension that I feel, I don't know if you feel it, is this weird tension of like, well, yeah, cases could be on the rise. We might be seeing more masks. There's a couple of school districts and places who may be adding mask mandates again. But I think that we can't hype ourselves into another another lockdown, another another mask mandate it's almost like we're we're breathlessly waiting for it to happen again and i think that's one of the challenges of uh of, of of being conservative is the fact that you have to look down the road it's important to see where things could lead because that is a very wise approach to take It's like okay where's this going to take us today well you got to look you know, five, ten, fifteen, twenty years down the road. So, where is this going to take us today? If if we take these actions today, so there is this mindset of looking down the road, but sometimes looking down the road is also not very helpful because that can lead to unhealthy and in some cases unrealistic conclusions. So, I think the best approach that we can take to they're offering COVID test again, and you, and you hear that, and you hear that gets started. You see, oh, maybe there's a little bit of you know some more people wearing masks, and and you see that, and cases are on the rise. It's just one of these things where you can't allow yourself to be emotionally manipulated by that. Quite honestly, that bullcrap. You can't don't don't fall into that trap. Let them report what they're going to report. Let the people who want to wear masks, wear masks. And move on with your life. Don't be manipulated by the media. Don't be manipulated by corporate America. Don't be manipulated by anyone. I guess, in a way, don't let somebody push your emotions around. Know what the truth is, stand for it, and live your life. And also, at the same time, just don't be a jerk. So, there's this story out of Dublin, which I'm a little surprised is not being talked about more often. United Healthcare and their Dublin office is getting sued by the equal. Employment Opportunity Commission. They file, uh, filed a complaint in federal court on September 19th. I'm going to read for the article here from NBC4. They're accusing United Healthcare of unlawfully rejecting a former employee's religious exemption request to a COVID 19 requirement, then firing her. The employee, her name is Amanda Stone. She was working remotely at the time. She objected to the use of cells derived from fetal tissue in the development of the vaccines. Um she was actually working remotely beginning in 2018 due to budget cuts. But in October of 2021, she was uh given a uh COVID-19 vaccination requirement by the company, by United Healthcare. So of course, Amanda is a Christian and according to the EEOC's complaint, uh she did not want to get the vaccine because of cell lines like I said divide, derived from aborted babies. Uh, she uh, submitted a religious exemption request. Two of them. They were both denied, and uh, Amanda was placed on administrative leave. And then they fired her in January of 2021 for that vaccine refusal. So, um, you ju- <laughs> things like this, it just it kind of confounds me. It's like, wait a second, she's a remote worker. Why does she need to get a? a, a she got the exemption. It sounds like United Healthcare has got to get their act together. But I'm surprised. And follow this story because this is important. Stories like this are very important to follow because they can set precedent for down the road. And so mega props to Amanda Stone and the Equal Opportunity Employment Commission for filing this, filing this complaint and taking this stand. It's uncomfortable because doing the right thing can oftentimes be uncomfortable. So we'll see where uh, you know, the latest COVID news in this suit goes. It's exciting to see somebody actually take a stand. Some folks taking a stand is the Center for Christian Virtue. Going to get an update on Issue 1, Issue 2, where that stands, and what you can do to stand with Mike Andrews, their comms director. That'll be in five minutes. Stick around here at 989 The Answer. It's Vince Tornado sitting in for Bruce Hooley.